All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, happy Thursday. I'm excited that it's Thursday. Mary comes in town this weekend. I'm so excited. Which heads up, I think we're going to do a Friday Night Live on the Shop Espoir Instagram. If you're not following along, if you don't have plans this Friday night, Mary and I are going to be together, so we often try to do lives. Sometimes even when she's in California and I'm in Nashville and we sync up and then we talk to y'all for about an hour on Friday night. It's at 8 p.m. Central, typically, but we'll we'll post some stuff. If you're not following Shop Espoir, well, you should. It's at Shop Espoir on Instagram. I run that account. And then Mary's the one that runs the shop forward. Sometimes there's some confusion, like who runs what? But that's her baby. That's so she's on there a lot. And then I handle Shop Espoir. And my husband is my first guest today. We finally got together and recorded that segment on dating, like because we've been married for 12 years and we just don't date anymore and how important that is. So we both did like our separate research and then came to the table without talking to each other. And then we threw out what we were going to do to start dating more in our marriage. And 
you know, listen to the first thing for sure. Listen to it, even if you're not married or in a relationship. Hopefully, it'll still be an interesting little listen for you. And we tried to incorporate some of the things on how you could apply it to friendships in your life or other relationships that matter or that are important to you, even if you're not married per se. So I'm super thankful that he was able to come on to me the first thing because he's he's definitely a hot item for the podcast. We always get emails. I love when your husband's on. So glad we finally got that done for y'all because I know we've been teasing it for a couple weeks and we finally recorded it. And then speaking of like Instagram and Shop Espoir and me running that account, my husband started running an Instagram account for his drone company, which I think is comical because he's always been not, he's never, he's always been like, not anti-social media, but never on it, ever. Doesn't have his own account, doesn't have Facebook, never posts anything. He's on LinkedIn. So he'll talk about how he gets LinkedIn support. I don't even, endorsements, I guess is what's passed out on LinkedIn. But I think I should have talked about this when he was on and we were recording because I don't really know that I even have his permission to do this. But I feel bad because I went to his stuff, his uh, Tough Stump account, the one that he's now running, and he has 15 followers and three of the 15 are me, Mary, and then Shop Espoir. So technically two of those are me. (laughs) And I don't know who the other 12 people are. Maybe they're people at his office or friends of the business or the other employees. I don't know. But he does have 15 followers. He only has one post, which we need to work on that. I think I maybe mentioned that. But um, he's going to try to build it. And I'm going to help him with that. So I think this is my first step in helping him would be to have y'all stop what you're doing and go follow him or follow the work account. And it's at tough stump, like T-O-U-G-H-S-T-U-M-P. And let's see if we can get him some followers. And I won't even tell him that I'm putting this in here. I guess I wish I would have talked about him to make sure that it's okay, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. So just do it. And then he, his phone's probably going to be blowing up because he's going to be getting all these followers and he's not going to know what the heck happened. And it'll be because y'all are so amazing and awesome. And just maybe as a thank you for him coming on to the podcast to speak to us, this is what we'll do in return is follow his drone company's Instagram at Tough Stump. So shout out to him for that. Shout out to him for coming on being the first thing. And the second thing is, uh, speaking of Instagram, at The Well Necessity, my friend Lisa, at The Well Necessities, excuse me. Uh, she's come on the podcast several times to talk about different things regarding health and wellness and food. And she's she's awesome. And we're kind of doing a follow-up to an episode she was on a couple of weeks ago, um, a follow-up to like why we exercise and like this approach to life on how it should be more for like fun and wanting to move your body and knowing that it's good for you and not obsessing about it. Like, and if you are in a place where you're like, hmm, thinking like, why am I exercising? And how there's a variety of things you can be doing out there for your body to where you don't have this, you can kind of get rid of maybe if you're stuck in this diet approach to life, Lisa's really good at, at pulling you out of that. And that's what she does with her fork the noise movement, which I love. So if you're not following her on Instagram, definitely give her a follow as well. And then third thing is going to be Ashley Lemieux, which she did my Q&A episode with me a couple of weeks ago. And she is awesome. She has a book coming out. Well, this week it's already out and you can buy it. It's on my Amazon page. If you're interested after you listen to her and you're like, oh, okay, wow. Like, gosh, she's been through a lot. That's some hard stuff, but she's 
still out there wanting to encourage and let everybody know that they're born to shine. So uh, she's the third thing. And then lastly, I'm ending fourth thing with um, a little nugget from the thought catalog, which I told y'all is something I'm going to be sprinkling in from time to time. And this one's just real quick, especially since I had three interview type things. Just did a real quick thing about how we need to stop complaining. Stop wasting your time complaining. And this little piece of wisdom is for me too, because sometimes I feel like we can all get in a rut where maybe we're just complaining a little bit more than we would like to. And this is a story that we can go to where we need to think of like, okay, nobody wants to hear me like being a broken record about this. So I need to shut up. Okay. All right. Let's get started. Here we go. First thing. Okay, so as promised, I've got Ben, my husband here, and we're going to do our little date night talk, which we've been talking about for several weeks now, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to try to make this a thing. And we both separately did some research, and then we have not talked about it purposefully. And then we're both bringing ideas to the table on how to date your spouse, Yeah, basically. Because, and maybe... Some of you listening aren't married. You could still apply this to any relationship. I mean, not any, but I mean, maybe girlfriends, like how to get more time with just anybody that's important to you in your life, right? I mean, you may have to alter it slightly, like, you know, the be sexy part. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you don't need to do that with your girlfriends. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of excited to see what you have. Like, I have no idea. So here's where why this came up. We... Our life is a little hectic and crazy. We have two kids. My dad just moved here a few weeks ago. He's had some stuff going on. I feel like both our jobs pull us different directions. Mm -hmm. So between work, kids, and a father-in-law now here, or my dad, your dad-in-law, to care for a little bit is is a lot. Yeah. Well, and I would say even just since we got the kids. Yeah. In December, it will have been two years. And we just don't, we're not intentional about dating. And Danielle Walker, she was on my podcast last week for all four things. She, she said that her and her husband, they, they have date night every week and they, they don't miss it. And she's very busy. So is he like, she's has three cookbooks that are New York times bestsellers. Like we well, don't, we remember, don't Was it uh, back in May? Was it May that we went to Southern Pines? Yeah, we stayed in. Yeah, we went to Southern Pines. Yeah, my dad was coming out here, and they were gonna watch the kids for us. And my dad's like, "Well, when's the last time you guys took some time for yourself?" And I was like, started counting on my fingers. And I was like, "Wait a second, we since we'd gotten kids, we're now that was about eighteen months in, we hadn't taken any time just for me and you since the kids had arrived." Not really, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So yeah, so, we did yeah, get to do that back in May. Your parents were nice, and they were here. Mm-hmm. And now the kids are a little bit older. At first, it was sometimes like a sitter issue, but. Now, if we wanted to pop out, like Danielle said, her and her husband, it's not like anything crazy every week, but they're intentional about going on some sort of a little alone time date night once a week. And I feel like Stashira is 12 now. If we wanted to pop out, it's not like we have to have Mm -hmm. a babysitter here. Um, So, and then she also mentioned, which I loved this, if you're a parent, they're both very intentional about dating their children, like taking their kids out Mm one-on-one to have that time. And that connection. Well, I already talked to Stashira. I think we're going to go out Friday night. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Oh, this Friday night? I was planning on it. Oh, you know Mary's coming. Okay, well, she can come too, I guess. But I was just going to take her out for dinner for a little bit. It's not like a whole okay. night thing. Well, y'all can do that, and Mary and I will take Stevenson out. Mm-hmm. 
Did Tashira say she would she she's cool with that? Yeah. Oh, well look at you. See? Okay. Said we get dressed up. I was explaining to her while she was stuffing down a pizza on Sunday. Did she tell you she showed me some dresses she really wants to wear. Like she really wants to get dressed up. I told her we I would get dressed up and she would get dressed up and we would do like an official thing. Um but I didn't really get into the dresses. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's get into how we're going to, what what ideas are we bringing to the table that's going to help us date each other? And then hopefully other people can benefit from hearing this too. What do you got? Mm, well, so what I was thinking was a little bit more just kind of setting the schedule in advance because we never really plan in advance for dating. So oh, like, gosh. We, like we're always... All of a sudden, it's last minute, and it's Friday, and we're tired. And you're like, oh, we have some time. We should go, and what do we want to do? Uh, you know, let's just watch some Netflix, get some popcorn. We'll just relax. And not saying, okay, hey, this week or next week, this is the day. This is the time. So that we both plan around it. And then on Friday when it comes, it's not like, oh, do I have to really do my hair? Do I really have to take a shower? Like, you plan for it. I love that it. your like, first thing is scheduling. Like that's not, that's why I said, oh gosh. I mean, it is a great idea and we should have it on the schedule. Uh, But yeah, that's just not my personality isn't calendar driven and yours is calendar driven. Like, but here's the thing. If we do that and we're like, okay, it's on the calendar for seven o'clock on Thursday night, it's not going to feel relaxing and fun to me if you're pressuring me to be like right out the door at seven o'clock or whatever. Okay, if well, let's a, have a window of a, time. Like, I get if we have an event to go to or we have something or if it's... But if it we're making this more of a weekly thing, I can't always have that pressure of it being scheduled. I think we would be doing a really good job if we made it like a monthly thing. Like, Let's just baby step into this. Oh, okay, sorry. You're, was, you're jumping to the was, pros, like varsity level. <laughs> like we're going to go out once a week. No, let's... If, if we could do it once a month, we'd be doing a lot better. Okay. So right? once a month, so nice and easy on the schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. would it be too much to expect you plus or minus like mm, fifteen to thirty minutes on a monthly schedule? I can give. I can be ready on time on the monthly schedule. Okay, mm-hmm. what else you got? <clears throat> um, one of the things it talks about, um, and this is from the datingdivas.com, um, <laughs> is a PDA it says that to go back and increase your PDA. And I was like, well, I get where they're coming from. But I don't think we did PDA when we were dating. Well, neither one of us are big PDA, but maybe they just mean, I don't know who the dating divas are, but maybe they just mean... I got their website, 10 ways to keep the romance alive after kids. <laughs> maybe they just mean hold hands. Like even that can be PDA. It doesn't mean to be all over each other. And we, I think we used to hold hands more. We did. Yeah, we were better at holding hands. And like we don't now. Like the other day we were walking into Target or I don't know where we were going. Did we go to Target by ourselves the other day? Is that mm-hmm, what it was? Because the kids yeah. were dead. Oh yeah. My dad watched the kids. So we ran to Target. Quick date. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I in the walking in the parking lot, I was like, huh, I kind of thought maybe you would grab my hand. I never brought it up because it's not a big deal, but I just thought in the past we probably would have held hands, but you didn't grab my hand. And but I didn't grab yours. So mm-hmm. we just, yeah, we've kind of not, but I did have that thought walking through the parking lot at Target. Like, should we be holding hands right now? But that would be a form of PDA. Yeah. I don't think they mean like, like you know, making out, out <laughs> on aisle four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying this is what there's, they say increasing your PDA will just kind of like, even that thought process, like that didn't cross my mind. I was in the mode of 
hey, I think it was Saturday, so timing, I'm trying to make sure we get all the things done at Target in time to get back to watch the game because it's Saturday. Oh, I know. And not everything really right now is revolving around football, like everything. And football is Thursday night, it's Saturday, it's Sunday, and it's Monday. It's Well, all this is fl- their second point. No, let's, it's the rabbit trail. Okay. Their second point is flirting. So the same thing is kind of coming into this, like just kind of throwing some sort of like flirty stuff into you. So even putting that in my cross check to where I'm thinking like I should be like this, I should take advantage of those times when we're just together by ourselves or maybe with a funny text or something that is kind of flirty in a way that would kind of just get us thinking along those lines of our happiness and our relationship and our Whatever the case may be. So I was one minute early to record this from the deadline that we had set to meet up here. Did you see my smile? I know, but was that flirting to you? (laughs) I was so hot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You were like, so I was like, what? Why is he so happy? And it's literally because you looked at the clock and I walked up here a minute early. Because I looked at the clock like about a minute and 30 seconds early and I'm like, "Uh, don't. Even don't even expect. Don't stress her. if no. she's late. Yep. Try not to. Yeah. Don't make a big deal of it. Okay. And then you walked in right on time. All right. What else you got? Um. So really, the next one from WikiHow is more about. Oh, you went all over the place. Yeah. Dating divas, WikiHow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tried LinkedIn, but there wasn't a lot of information there. Well, don't worry. A lot of mine come from foreverbride.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this one just says just to make time uh, to get away together. And it's like so set time, like, you know, once a year, twice a year to get your romantic getaway where um, it's just the two of us and we can just, you know, or your couple, you can just go somewhere and not have any of the distractions and focus on each other. Just talk, relax, but there's no other, well, we need to get home in time for the babysitter or what do we got to do tomorrow for chores? You can just separate that time and, and kind of focus. So that's that what, my my number one is make time no matter what. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, you have time for things that you want to do. You make the time. Right. Like you figure it out. So that's what we need to do. Yeah. And that's the expectation side. That goes back to what the dating diva said. Same thing. Like, hey, you need to put it on the calendar so that everybody has the expectation that on this date, even with the kids, they will know, hey, first Friday of the month, I'm just making this up, every first Friday of the month, don't expect mom and dad, like mom and dad are going on a date. It's date night. Mm-hmm. And that way they're not, you know, Steven says, well, why can't I go with you guys? Well, no, that's, they know that that's our night. Yeah. That makes sense. What else you got? I don't know. That's really the main no thing I have. But no, here's the other side. So this was this comes from Fortune.com. Um, so what I found really, really depressing was it, it's this, this statement here. It says, irony is that even in the marital satisfaction of new parents, as the marital satisfaction of new parents declines, the likelihood of them divorcing also declines. So having children may make you miserable, but you'll be miserable together. And I was like, holy smokes, like that's the concept out there that like we're going to get married, have kids, and we'll just be, get you know, old and lazy and, but be miserable together, right? I'm like, man, I think that like getting married and, and having kids like is the next step in like growing. There's more you can do. Like it should be like a platform to to jump from to get better as a group, as a family, as a couple together. So I don't know. I just think if that's the predominant mindset out there, then that's kind of something that we should shift, at least in our marriage and going. I think we have challenged each other to be better, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, professionally, health-wise. You definitely challenged me, you know, health and food-wise, you know. So I, I think that we can do that as a couple together. And also romantically, we can challenge each other in a manner that's like, hey, let's, 
Let's have a good relationship. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. Having that. Uh, but I don't think our mindset is really there. But if a lot of people are, then yeah, that is kind of depressing. We need to shift that. But I mean, we have we do live in the miserable sometimes. We just coast through it. And we just live. Yeah. And we're like, okay. But I don't really know that we know what the end game is or that we're like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm processing that and I'm like, shoot. I mean, do we really want another 10 years to go by? And we're just like, well, that was cool raising the kids, but we're still not happy. No, we, you get so far down in the trenches, you can't see like where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You're just down in the trenches digging every day to get the kids fed, to get them clean, to get them to school on time or whatever you've got going on. Um, with work and travel and all those things that come along. You or we can s- just be drowning in a lot of that and not know, tr- just trying to come up for yeah. air with all the different things, but then not, you know, we just have to make it a priority, which is, you know, what we're talking about. And I love all those things right. that you found. Um, for me, yeah, like I mentioned, we've got to make time no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that's where we struggle is just making the time. And then, I don't know, I feel like should we alternate who – plans the date, like say we do one a month, like January, it's you, Mm -hmm. February, it's me. And it's like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy and it doesn't have to be expensive. That's another thing is that it doesn't have to be a nice dinner here. And I like, it can just be, we pop over and go have an hour together somewhere, go grab, you know, an appetizer or something, but we're away, we're together, we're communicating, we're intentional. And then, yeah, when we're there, like have good talks, like have meaningful, good conversation. I feel like we do that sometimes when we walk the dog, but also that's the time where we just catch up mm-hmm. on like business, like family business, like life, like things we need to check off the list. Like, did we talk about this? But maybe more at the date, the conversation is a little bit more personal, like deeper mm-hmm. so that we connect. Yeah. Right? Okay. You don't agree? Well, I agree. I just, I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Because <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked. Awesome. <laughs> We've been really good at communication. I mean, communication, that's like the number one thing. Well, I mean, sometimes that we can misunderstand, you know, like if yeah. we're not fully communicating, then you think the other person is, you know, thinking one way when really it's just a lie you've made up in your head, but then... Yeah, it when snowballs. The, on the fortune.com um, uh, article, they were talking about how, you know, it transitions in couples in, in your discussions from like when you're just, you don't have kids uh, to you're just talking about, you know, politics or you're talking about celebrity stuff or you're talking about sports, whatever you guys are into. You're just talking about the fun stuff that's going on in the world. And then you, you know, you have kids and it becomes, you know, is that diaper full or do they have enough food or you know, we, when was how the last are we going to get them into school? How do we get them into school? Uh, something like that. And so you're not connecting on like, hey, you know, what did you think about what happened on TV last night? Or just kind of the, the stuff now, you did when you dated. Yeah, no, you're right. Now with us, it's not just kids stuff. It's like, uh, can you go visit dad today? Or do I need to drive out there? Or what does mm-hmm. he have going on? Or um, this paperwork needs to be filled out for him. And yeah, there's, yeah, we have, yeah, that's a lot. Which I only bring that up because other people that may not have kids yet, they may have other things in their life that are sure. consuming their conversation that doesn't allow them the space for the right kind of communication mm-hmm. that will deepen the relationship or help with the dating. 
or just connect like so you're connecting there you go that's a good word like connecting like I know how she feels right now Mm -hmm. um I also saw tips on how we're pretty active together but sometimes we work out totally separately like we'll Mm -hmm. walk the dog together but you love to go to the gym and I'll go to the Y with you sometimes yeah and then you know Stevenson likes to go to the Y but most of the time I'm working out at home and you're going to the Y. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think it would be cool for me if you're like, hey, I'm just letting you know what I've thought. And then you can tell me what you think. Because I think I ask you to work out with me a lot, but you rarely are like, hey, get your stuff, come to the Y with me. Like, let's go. And to me, I would really, I think uh-huh. I would like that. So being like, that could be a date. If if you want it to be. And we like really spend that workout time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also making errands dates, sort of like we did when we left the kids with dad last weekend and we ran to Target, even though we were checking stuff off our list, like there's a Starbucks inside Target. And what if we took a moment to just sit down? Like dad wasn't, I mean, I guess we were kind of in a hurry because of the football game, but say we weren't, then we could take like go into Starbucks, get a drink, sit down at the little bar area there, get mm-hmm. a snack. Like, I don't know. Does that count? From stuff I was reading, that counted. But, I mean, it's not like you're... Yeah, that's like that's on like the fly. A, that on doesn't the fly replace date. Like, date. No, 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 no. It doesn't replace yeah. like the monthly plan. But these are ways to sneak in. We yeah. went on a little date. We went, where'd, what'd y'all do? Well, we went to Target. And, you know, and then even, I guess you could flirt while you're there. I don't know. Maybe a little PDA. Who knows? <laughs> like all the <laughs> I don't know. Walk to a different aisle and then walk back to my aisle and be like, hey. Who's where'd that? You, where'd you come from? <laughs> 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 or you come here often? Yes, actually. Target, I do. <laughs> That's right. Mm, like, oh, and then if I go to a different aisle, you can just be like, oh, hate to watch you go, but love to watch you leave or whatever that saying is. This conversation has gone like way, <laughs> you've got this whole Target fantasy going No, I'm just- This fantasy Target Starbucks date. <laughs> so, but that's how you can turn errands into a date. Sure. And run around or like always just be intentional about inviting the other person instead of going and doing X, Y, and Z solo. And oftentimes we do because the other person, it's like divide and conquer. Yeah, you got divide and conquer sometimes. But, but maybe sometimes it's worth it for our relationship to- you know, not conquer as much, but, but get some stuff done together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Then, you know, I think speaking to each other's love languages is, is good. Like this could lead towards, I guess just, I, I know that doesn't mean like on the date you just do it. But like for me, I know that if I plan out a date that has some thought behind it and like, I'm on time mm-hmm. and some sort of acts of service is involved, like that would speak to your love language, you know? Mm-hmm. And then for me, if we're on our date and you hold your hand, gave me words of affirmation. Definitely. Well, if you were on time, I said, hey, how awesome you were on time. Noticing like when you do yes. things like that, like noticing that you've done an act of service, like that's huge. Yeah. Like that would be like, that would go a long way. So that's knowing the person that you're dating, kind of knowing what what would make them feel special. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I probably, now that I'm saying this out loud, I need to take back my earlier comments about scheduling a time and being on time because again, that's me noticing your love language Mm -hmm. and respecting that. And things change and you learn things as you grow in your marriage and your your relationship. So I don't think that what you started doing when you were dating, maybe that worked for that time and you you need to adjust later on. you know, for it. instance, I used to buy flowers all the time till 10 years into marriage. You're like, you know, I really don't care. I really don't like flowers. Well, I, I don't mind. I think flowers are pretty. Like, I think I liked the thought behind it. But I just, again, when we're sharing everything, I was just thinking of our budget and like you're spending on flowers. Like, if, But if that's something you really want to do, and I think I regret how I handled that because, but I thought I would just let you know, like, it, it's worth way more for me. To, for you to like notice something that I've done and talk to me about it or a, a candle. I love candles. Well, I know you like smell. That's why I and got the lilies because would, you got the, right. the smell yeah. that was the most the, important. Right. So it's thoughtful. I don't think I should handle it that way, but I was just like, uh, like flowers or I'm not, I don't get the flowers and want to cut them right away and put them in a pretty vase mm-hmm. and watch them and nurture them. And like, ugh, I don't know what it is about me. They are beautiful, but I just would maybe leave them yeah. on the counter, and then that's not nice of me. And then a couple of days later, I'd be like, "Hey, are you uh, going to put those in water?" Then you get irritated that I didn't put them in water right away, right away, and that means that I don't appreciate what you did for me. And then it just caused like a thing yeah, to where finally, I just thought I would share with you, like I could save you a lot of money by telling you you don't have to buy me flowers, but you buy me a candle, mm-hmm. hook it up, oh, or well. tell me something that I've done well. Great. Love it. Well, that's what I'm, all I'm saying is that things adjust, right? You adjust as you get, you know, through your relationship and you have to be willing to adjust in what people like and or what your spouse likes and doesn't like. Right. And also, be uh, willing to take the hits to your pride when you're like, I've been buying flowers for 10 years and you now tell me you don't like them. So, like, it's okay. Just mm-hmm. adjust. Yeah. And overnight dates is something I saw a lot of when I was researching different, you know, blogs about this that couple swore by that if you could do it. And I started thinking about how I have that work trip. I was invited to Napa um, for Live in the Vineyard, which Mm -hmm. is like music that's played in Napa Valley with different artists. And like, I think in the fall or the November trip, it's like Maren Morris and Kelsey Ballerini. And there's a couple of different other genres that are there, not just country. But I mean, I haven't ever... That like our work goes on it a lot and we give away the trips on the Bobby Bone mm-hmm. show. Like people win and it's awesome. And I had never been invited, but I got invited this year by the live in the vineyard people. And I was like, whoa, never been invited. Like this could be amazing. And I can take, you know, take you. And I thought, well, that will be great. Like that will be a weekend getaway where we can go do that. I mean, it's a long for like a two day yeah, I know. When we first trip. thought about it, I was like, God, because you have to fly flying. all the way to California, and then you're only there. It's not a long yeah. trip. Yeah, and then I mean, you're there 24 hours, and you and come then back, you turn around, and fly back, and then it's like, oh gosh. But it's making that effort though, and that's right. when when you talked about it first, I was like, well, I don't know. Well, but, but also we here's the thing, and I haven't shared with you yet, and I because I don't know the details, but I'm checking with work on the schedule mm-hmm. because sometimes I have some work stuff on the weekends. Yeah, so I don't really know for sure recording wise, what we're going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. But my point in bringing it up was that I think sometimes we would look at a trip like that and be like, oh, 
it's amazing, but we might be too tired if we go. Like we'll come back tired. Mm-hmm. But it's like we need to just say yes to stuff and not worry about being tired because it's the memories and the experience and the time yeah. together that we need. And I know some people live that way 24-7. Like they're down always. Like I think of Gracie, our friend Gracie. Like she's a seven on the Enneagram and she is down. Like you tell her she's like her husband Steve got invited to play somewhere in Mexico, like for a corporate event or something. And, you know, I feel like she's the type, I don't know exactly how it all went down, but let's just say Steve got the call on Thursday night, like tomorrow, pack your bags. I need you in Mexico. Gracie would be like, sweet. And they have a baby and Mm -hmm. they're, they're more intentional with their new, well, nine month old baby than we've been at all. And so, but I see them and I see them doing it right. And I'm proud of them, but I feel like we could learn from couples like that. But she is naturally a fun seeker. Mm-hmm. She's naturally, we have to go out on board. I'm the, and we're like, that's not our, our personalities no. are like, I like to not be tired. And I feel like I'm tired a lot. So I'd like to plan how I can not be tired, which would include not going to Napa. Because that's the plan. But I need to just go. We should go if we can. I don't know yeah. what, what's going to work out. But I also bring this up to people that if you have a work opportunity where something's going to also get paid for, um, which makes it even easier, then yeah, whatever that is, whatever the little trip is, like see if your spouse can come. Like it never hurts to ask. The worst thing somebody could say is no. And maybe your spouse won't get paid for, but obviously because they don't work there, but you could get, if you get the hotel part done, because you're going anyway. Stripping away excuses for going. Right. Then, you know, or see if, again, Maybe you're listening right now and you're like, oh, this is just not applied to me. This is blah, 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 because I am not in a relationship. Well, what if you have a friend you're trying to see? Like, what if you got this really cool work opportunity? Mm -hmm. See if your friend can come along. And all you have to do is book the flight. Check check points. Like, do you have Southwest points or Delta points or miles somewhere, whatever it's called? And, you know, book it there. And then, boom, somehow creatively you have a weekend away with your loved one. Or your friend or whomever. Yeah. Because that quality time is important. Um, but make sure you take that time. If you're doing a business one, what we've learned in our, I think in our relationship from the beginning was just kind of some expectation management saying, hey, yeah, this is a business. I am here on business. Yes, it's a cool town. Yes, it's a cool hotel. But there's during times I'm going to have to go do stuff for work, right? Right. So that the other person knows, all right, yeah, cool. Totally expect it. I mean, even though it would be natural to assume that, it's not always, I mean, just... Be transparent. Yeah, no. Avoids good. any confusion. That's good advice for sure. So anyways, uh, datingdivas.com is uh, definitely a good place to go um, to figure out, you know, to freshen up your relationship. Yeah, I love that I've learned about that. Um, I'll just run through some quick other ones before we close, but there was stuff obviously that just speaks for itself, like, you know, be sexy. <laughs> that was one. A tip. Yeah. To be sexy, mm-hmm. to take care of yourself, to use imagination, to say I love you often, to be kind. Mm-hmm. I read one that said, close the uh, bathroom door. <laughs> 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 this is a couple they've been married like seven years. <laughs> oh, I'm well, just saying. Yeah, that's, our bathroom doesn't have a door. I didn't write it. I just read it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, 
find healthy ways to vent was another one, Mm -hmm. which I know that this is more on like how you can date, but you don't really want to go on a date with someone that you're irritated with. Right. Right. So it's like, if you can find a healthy way to vent and communicate like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Then I think that's, that's an important, important one. Okay. Well, there you go. How to, well, I don't know, how to keep dating or how to date your spouse when life is crazy. That's what we'll call this. And thank you for coming on and sharing with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is good. We definitely, we did not talk before, so I had no idea what you're going to bring to the table and it was good stuff. Yeah. And so now we just need to apply it. So when are we going out? Are you at, when are you taking me on a date? Mm, sounds like one November. <laughs> when we go to Napa. <laughs> we go to Napa. We'll if just we, schedule that in if, now. If we can even go. Well, if we don't get to go, then we'll just plan a date that weekend. Okay. All right. So let's pencil that one in. Okay. I'll put, okay. I'm like literally opening up my calendar right now and I'm looking at November 1st and I'm putting date. Boom. There we go. It's there. Something. Like we're, we're not, we're practicing what we are sharing. That's right. Boom. All right. Peace. See ya. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. 
Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results... Well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Second thing. The last time that Lisa at the Well Necessities on Instagram was on the podcast, we talked about exercise addiction a little bit and kind of, uh, you know, dabbled into why are we exercising. So um, they got... A good response. And I think that resonated with people. Like sometimes we use exercise as a form of punishment when, when it really should be a joy, like a thing we should be doing because we love our bodies and we want to take care of it. We want to honor, uh, you know, the ability that we have to move. So, uh, I asked Lisa if she would come back on and we would dig a little deeper into exercise and why we do it because, um, you are, the one with the all the degrees here, Lisa, with nutrition yeah. and exercise. Go ahead and give people your all your I don't know your letters, your stats. Mm-hmm. What do you what you are officially? <laughs> yes, I'm a registered dietitian, and I hold my master's in nutrition and exercise physiology. Um, that's who I am on paper, but I'm also somebody that has gone through um, a very disordered relationship to both food and exercise. And my purpose now is to help people figure out. Um, how to establish a healthy relationship with food and exercise, which can 100%, by the way, be part of taking a non-diet approach in life. So I know that a lot of people hear the word non-diet or intuitive eating, or um, and they think that that means 
you know, we, a general disregard for healthy foods or taking care of your body. But in fact, that's not what it is at all. Um, it's just making sure that you're doing these things for the right reasons and really listening to your body rather than trying to control it. You and your fiance had posted a video, I don't know, not too long on Instagram where you're talking about carbs and you're like, some people are so anti-carbs. They're just anti-carbs. And y'all mm-hmm. do this little thing back and forth where y'all like, well, we don't get it because yep. um, cauliflower is a carb, sweet potatoes yeah. are a carb, fruit's a carb. Like you like carbs. You're all about the right. carbs. But it's just like, yes. okay, what carbs are you choosing? Are you choosing the sweet potato or are you choosing the, you know, cupcake every day, which I mean, a cupcake is not a bad carb if that's what you're in the mood for. But that's probably not going to what is going to be making you feel awesome on the daily and when it comes to taking care of your body. But I just think, yeah, it's sort of not accurate for people to say that they hate carbs. Right. And I think just like to bring that into exercise, there's so many common misconceptions that reinforce our negative relationships to movement or food. So like your great example of carbs is thinking that all carbs are bad is a common misconception. We actually need carbs consistently throughout the day to fuel our body um, and our brain specifically. Um, And these false misconceptions deeply impact our relationship to things that we need to do and deal with every day to be our best. So like exercise, I always say that like the first thing you can do, by the way, just as like a tip here is um, establish your why for exercising. If you hate your body, no amount of exercise will ever solve this. Mm. So believe it or not, we need to actually come from a place of love, honoring and supporting our bodies to really reap the benefits of exercise and what it does for us. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. I used to think that I exercise for my body, but in reality, my body exercises for me. And this is like a huge deal when you realize that your body can do something like this. Um, not to be uh, morbid for a second, but when I was traveling recently, I was um, getting on an airplane and there was somebody in front of me that was in a wheelchair and he was an older man and he, I don't know what his health issue was, but he had no control over any part of his body. Um, and somebody had to help him, you know, with every facet, moving his head was strapped in his arms, his legs. And when you see that your body's movement, ability to move is a gift, you realize that this is something your body does for you. Um, and showing up for it in the same way is super, super important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, common misconceptions that reinforce negative relationships to movement. I feel like one is that, like, it has to be hard and intense to ca- to count. To what? It has to be really hard and intense, like, to count as a workout. Oh, like, a to lot of count. Think like, that- I was thinking of, like, you know, when you're working out to count reps or, like, mm-hmm. to count. Okay. No, yeah. To, in order for it to, for, in order for you to check the workout box that you did something, it has exactly. to be super crazy and intense. I got it. <laughs> right. And there are physical benefits from high, moderate, low intensity workouts. So that's something to really understand that you don't need to be doing like boot camps in order to check that fitness box off. Right. Um, you ate it now negate it. Um, social media, a lot on Instagram. I see a lot of like food comparison charts that show like how many burpees it would take to, um, eat a, I don't know, cupcake, right. Let's say. And again, that's furthering the idea that like you earn your food and exercise is what allows you to do that. 
Um, and that's 100% going to fuel disordered eating habits and create a negative body image. Um, the all or nothing attitude is one I see all the time. So you see being an exercise in a routine or out of a routine or like falling off the wagon. Um, it's totally normal to need and you, your body actually rest days are really important to need a day off two weeks. I'm sorry, two days, three days, maybe even a week. If you're sick or out of it, that is okay. And I think it's important to recognize that just because you skipped a few days or you missed a workout doesn't set forth into emotion that like you're on or off the wagon. Like you just get back up and, and you listen to your body and you move when it's asking you to. So true. Your body is going to, that two days is not going to, I used to be that person. I would freak out. And then when life just got busy and I realized, okay, like I've got a different priorities now, but working out obviously still important to me, but I would have a few days where maybe I couldn't work out. And guess what? My body was still the same. <laughs> right. So everything's kind of like, okay, when we when we give up this control. But if your mind was like, oh, my God, I missed two days, that almost like you self-sabotage. It turns into three days and four days, and now I'm just off the wagon. So I'm, you know, eating all these foods that don't even make me feel good because what does it matter? And you go down that whole yeah. road. So really pulling it back. This is another funny one that um, I used to th- think was motivating, but sometimes things that are motivating are actually um, – uh, adding to an unhealthy relationship to whatever it is. So never miss a Monday is a big one. Um, reinforcing this idea that like exercise is grueling hard and that the success of the day rides on that Monday workout. Um, exercise doesn't have to be grueling hard. And you, of course, it's great to start your day, your Monday um, with a workout. But just because you miss a Monday workout doesn't mean that you can't pick up Tuesday. The body doesn't know what a Monday is, right? Right. Even when it comes to, of course, creating habits, I get that, like, Monday's a fresh start of the day. But I've actually found that, like, Sundays are really the best days to restart because we have a moment to, like, get it all together as opposed to, like, treating Sunday and Monday like these opposing forces that look nothing alike. Right. Exactly. Um, maybe, yeah, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I love that. I've really tried to start treating Sunday as, like, a day to really, how can I use this day to help set my week up for success whatever that looks like and maybe even a little bit more self-care just so I feel good rolling into Monday not stressed about the fact that it's Monday um you know might be the day that I take a bath or I do a face mask or I wash my hair or like I know that that sounds silly but it is something that helps me like you know instead of being like oh I'll wait and start that on Monday like do the things that are going to make you feel so good that you wake up and you're like oh it's Monday Mm-hmm. I see this this constant like like this hamster wheel cycle that we go through where um, we go Monday through Friday and then all of a sudden like because we've been eating so good and, and being so clean and working out so much that Friday's our day to like let loose and that bleeds into Saturday and Sunday and while like we might be grabbing for these foods or missing our workouts as a way to replenish the way we think of replenishing might actually leave us more deplete so it's always important to ask myself like how will this help me go into Monday feeling my best? Um, and I think that it's something that we, we kind of have a little bit backwards as a result of thinking that exercise is so hard and hard for us to do and that we hate it and thinking that healthy food is also like such a chore. Right. It really, it really, when you get, when you can get your mind right, which is mm-hmm. what, what Lisa is all about with Fork the Noise, I mean, that is really, that starts with your mind. All of the noise we hear is coming from our mind. And when we can quiet that, when we can stick a fork in it, 
like mm-hmm. that, you know, it really does help with it's the, also coming from you know talk about inner noise and outer noise yes you've got that internal dialogue going but it's also fueled by outer noise what you're seeing on social media your parents your siblings like you can't change those around you but i try to help others just become aware of noise or toxic language that others hold you know oh you know if i eat this i have to pay for it at the gym mm-hmm. um or i ate too much this weekend i gotta get in my extra cardio um whatever you know the way we fuel. Oh, I'm so good. I'm eating clean. These simple things really add up and reinforce this idea that like good is this and bad is that. And it it just doesn't need to be as polarizing. Right. Yep. So oh, true. and I'm sorry. I just want to also say that like exercising and moving too much or too, or too little can be really harmful for our, our health. And so striking that balance in your life is really, really key. Right. Too much or too little. Neither of those work. Yeah. So and how can you? Well, well, rest days. I think just quickly. Did, yeah. I know we mentioned like if you miss a few days just because of this or that, but sometimes it's OK to take intentional rest days like, hey, I'm just going to go for a stroll today. doesn't mean you lay on your couch and watch Netflix all day. But hey, well, I guess if that's what you really feel like you need go for it. But it's okay if like a walk in the park or walking to dinner or walking to the coffee shop, it was, was your movement for that day. Maybe instead of taking the car or going for a bike ride. So many times my son Stevenson is on his bike and I have a bike too, but I kind of want to get this quote unquote steps because mm-hmm. that I like that feeling and I try to make sure that I'm just moving all day and I need yeah. to be better about Forking that, forking that noise and the noise from the outside. People telling me how many steps I'm supposed to get because I should just hop on my bike and go for a ride with Stevenson because it would mean the world to him. And I'm still out moving my body. It's just in a different way. And so what if it doesn't track it on my Apple watch, you know, like who cares? And, And, you know, those, I'll say two things, but those, those, you know, get 10K steps. Um, you know, thing that we've kind of like doctors and health professionals have been dishing out, myself included. It, like, it's not like that's a magical number. Um, it was just sort of used as a way to motivate people as a marker. There's nothing that says like 10K steps prevents you heart disease, you know, or something like that. Um, so it's used as a marker, but people really clung on to it. Um, and that could work in the other way. Okay, got my 10K steps. I don't need to move anymore. So really understanding what your motivation is and why. And then just going back to rest days, from a um, fitness perspective, if you are somebody that, you know, really wants to have gains or increased muscle tone or whatever it is, and you really want to reap the benefits, believe it or not, you need rest days. Everything we do um, when we work out, especially intense, we're breaking down our muscles. And in order for them to grow and repair, they actually need time off. And like you said, that could be an active rest day. That could be going for a walk. Um, not something like grueling. It doesn't have to look like Netflix. But rest days are really, really important, especially if you're really big into fitness. Yep. Love it. And it was something I wish I knew when I was in college. I went six months without um, missing the gym. Oh, wow. I had to get to the gym. Yeah, I was really um, sick, probably. Um, I wasn't changing my body in the way where, like, I was losing weight, but I was just, I I, I started to be addicted to it and obsessed, Mm -hmm. and I was terrified to break this streak. Um, It was only after they went to grad school that I learned so much about rest days, uh, the importance, and really the idea that, like, I don't need to work out every single day at all to be happy, healthy, 
and feel good and rather forcing it upon myself had created a very negative relationship to something that I actually enjoy. Preach, preach. And I too wish I had known that at a younger age. So, um, you know, if you're younger and listening to this, then yay. And this is something that you want may need to implement into your life. Awesome. I feel like the earlier you get it, or if you happen to be older and you're just now like, oh shoot, I needed to hear this. Like, it's okay. It's never too late. I'm just thankful that, yeah, I now have, I just look back on those times in my life, Lisa, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so exhausting. It was so exhausting yeah. and just so not fun at times because I was, mm-hmm. my day would be totally thrown off if I couldn't get my workout in. It was very selfish almost. That's uh, a great way to put it. When mm-hmm. we're when we're controlling everything, food and and exercise externally, we become very selfish people. And let me just back up for one second. Selfish means like what I always sort of, what we do also in Forks and Noise is we, we figure out what we value in life and we make sure that we're prioritizing what that is. And you're the opposite of a selfish person, Amy. Like that is Oh, no, no, not, I can't you know. be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You only know me on <laughs> no, Instagram. <laughs> you are, I'd say that giving and, and charity and everything you do is for other people. But when we are living in our own world and and um, allowing food and exercise to control us, that is time and energy and brain space and physical time actually taken away from living out what we care about. So, yes, that's going to show up as selfish for you. If somebody happens to value, um, you know, looking a certain way or feeling, you know, strong is their number one value, then it's not selfish to, you know, make exercise your entire world. But for most of us, and that's, True happiness comes from giving, um, is what I found. Right. And if you it's something to do, you mentioned do. your um, Fork the Noise course in there. So we'll just end on yeah. the fact that people can always go to forkthenoise.com. Dot com. Yep. Yeah, and yes, and you have um you have a special landing page for your um, your audience as well. So if you just link it below, they can just click that. Yes. Um, well, I was I'm pulling up that email right now because I think it's like just. Amy at, um, I got it right here. Amy dot forkthenoise.com. That's a custom URL. Yeah. Just for, for, my, for my listeners, or if you happen to go to forkthenoise.com and there is a, a class going on and you're interested in it, then you can also just enter the coupon code Amy AMY. So I thought it was mm-hmm. super sweet that, you know, Lisa offered that to you, um, to you all. And, you know, if this is something that you feel like you need, I, I highly recommend it. Um, her tips and tools and wisdom have been very beneficial to me. And even some stuff that, you know, you've heard before, but Lisa's approach and the way she puts it, and she's just so real about it. And she's actually been through it, um, you know, is really, really helpful. And I just appreciate you, you, Lisa. Yes. And I'm happy to field questions from any of your audience that's interested in it to see if this would be right for them at this point in their life. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So at the well necessities on Instagram, follow her if you're not. And then Lisa, I will, well, you'll be back on. You're one, you're one of my regulars. And, uh, uh, I guess, and then I'll try to figure out a time that we're going to meet in person one of these days. I would love that. Maybe (laughs) I'll just have to take a day trip to you. Okay. That would be fun. All right. Well, have a good day. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Okay, so Ashley Lemieux is back, and I hope you heard our Q&A episode together, but I know not all of you may listen to the Q&A. I get it. It's fine, but she was on a couple weeks ago and helped me out with that, and her book wasn't out yet, but now she has officially given birth. 
probably again, it probably felt like you were giving birth when you took it to print. Yeah. Her book, Born to Shine. But then now it's out. It came out two days ago on the 8th. Today's the 10th. How does it feel? It feels, I mean, my book baby is out mm-hmm. into the world. And I am so I'm so excited and it also feels like almost a dream because this has been my literal dream since I was eight years old. So Oh wow. That's a that's that's amazing to know that if you've had a dream, you just have to see it through because I know for you putting out the book, it was kind of rocky. Can you quickly go through like how you persevered through that and how you ultimately were like, I'm doing this? Yes. So really long story short, like I said, my dream my entire life has been to be a writer. And so many people have told me that's too hard. It's never going to happen. What are you really going to do? So I kind of steered away from it. And about two years ago, I just knew that I couldn't move forward in my life anymore unless I wrote this book. And so in order to write a book, you need an agent. Pretty much 99% of getting published is having a good agent to go represent you to publishers. Mm-hmm. So I wake up one morning and there is an email in my inbox from one of the best literary agents in the country asking if he can represent me to write this book. And I just thought, this is it. This is my moment. We spent six months putting together our book proposal that then you go try to sell to publishers. I planned a six-week trip to Europe to go write my book. Oh, wow. And the day before we left, my husband and I left on my six-week trip to go to Europe because it was, once you get an agent, especially one like I had, it's like a 2,000% shot that you're getting a good book deal. The day before we leave to Europe, the final publisher of all the 30 publishers that we sent the proposal to said no. Oh my gosh. So I was just, I was just so overwhelmed with this with this rejection and I decided I wasn't going to write a book and that I was too bad or too this or too that. And, and it took me a while to finally realize that it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. I have to write my book. So I, I hired my own people to write this. And then after I was done, I ended up getting picked up by a different publisher. But yeah. it was crazy. So here it is. But so it you feels still, good. <laughs> it feels good. But you still followed through. You felt, you listened to your heart. You knew. And so I think that's that's a lesson in itself or a message to anybody listening that might, you have something tugging at you and tucking at you. And just because a door closes, that doesn't mean that you don't follow through. It may, it's a different road than you thought you were going to take to get there. But Ashley has a very powerful story. Um, and honestly, not a lot. And not one, I certainly can't even imagine because I can't relate. And I wonder if you felt that. Like, do people, I know that people can relate to to loss, but in, in the way that you and your husband have had to go through it is, I just can't even imagine. So I feel was that, was born to shine, born from that, the heartache y'all experienced. Yes. And so the... In the book, she's gonna, she gives practical tools to help you shine even in life's darkest moments. So I want, Ashley, for you to share with us, well, that the darkest moment for you. So about, about, be about six years ago now, my husband and I became parents overnight to two children who we became guardians of. When we met our kids, they were three and five years old, and we became parents to these two beautiful kids, and we were 
a family for over half their life, so for over four years, and being a mom was just the best thing for me. And what was and what's important to know, though, is that when we became a family of four, my husband and I weren't seeking out adoption. We weren't seeking out foster care. We weren't trying to grow our family. We were young and growing our businesses and and literally just the whole universe all just combined to have us four be together. And it was just felt so right. So we grow as a family. And during the final steps of our adoption process, we we get thrown into an unexpected contested adoption, which basically means that somebody from their biological family side wanted them back. And it sent us spiraling into this two-year court battle that... How long had they lived with you before that? So it had been over two, about three years. Okay, so three years you've been their mom and dad, and it's yeah. about to be totally final. Yeah. And then... And then this happens. And then it's another two years. Are they with you during the court? Yeah. So they're with us during the court thing. So in total, it was a little bit over four years. Oh, my gosh. And that court battle to try to keep our family together was the most horrific, painful experience of my life. I got so sick. I lost so much weight. The kids, for, for the first year, we were able to hide it from the kids until they had to be involved and all these people started showing up at the house all the time. And um, they had so much fear of their future. All of us did. So I always thought though, you know, because we have these hard moments in our lives where, where we tell ourselves, it's going to be okay. I have to do this hard thing because on the other side of this is the good thing or is the joy or is whatever whatever the blessing is. So we, we walk through the storms in our lives hoping that in the end it's going to be okay. Right. So during our court battle, I, I just held on to this hope that this is what we had to do in order to keep our family safe mm-hmm. and together. And as their mom, I, I would do anything in order to keep them safe. So I was across the country for work And I had really stopped traveling during that time because it was just important for me to be home. But I was only gone for these three days and I just had to be there. And while I was gone, there was an unexpected emergency court hearing called. And I was assured that it was just because we were in court multiple times a month at this point. So So you're thinking, okay, so it's it's whatever. And I was assured that it was just another one of these whatever things. Well, my husband calls me and he says, Ashley, um, it's been decided today that they're taking the kids and they're taking them tomorrow and we're not allowed to tell them what's going on and they're not giving you time to come home. And I remember that moment of feeling so helpless and so betrayed and so so buried by this pain that I honestly didn't know a human could feel and still live through it. Mm -hmm. That night I had to write my kids goodbye letters from my hotel room. And that was the last piece of me that they had. And the next morning my husband had to drop them off at school like everything was okay. And they were picked up by a state worker and told they were never coming back home. And that was the last time we ever saw our kids. Mm. See these goosebumps. This is the part people where I was like, I, I can't, I've experienced loss. 
I mean, probably the greatest loss is losing my mother. But it's such a different, like, I wonder how, I don't, I just, I can't even, having to be gone and then write a letter and then for your husband to have to drop them off and they don't even know. And then y'all have not seen them since. No. And you, I see you write them beautiful notes on Instagram, hoping that maybe they see them on Instagram. Yeah, someday. Someday. And that, I mean, is that is that in the future, do you think, for them? I don't know the relationship with the family or if that's too, you don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's something that you hope for. It's also really hard, though, too, because whenever that ha- happened, so it's been over two years since we lost the kids, mm-hmm. and so much has happened during that time that what once was will never be again, right. if that makes sense. And I have no idea what the future is going to hold for us, um, but I just I just have to hold a, this hope out that it will be okay at some point in until that happens, I mean, I still write letters to them. I still, when we go on trips and there's little souvenirs that I would usually buy for them, I collect them. I have a, I have a box for each of them at the house because if the day comes that they find us again, I just, my whole goal, I just want them to know that they were so wildly loved by us throughout their entire lives and that the distance between us never took any of that love away. And I think that that's one of my biggest fears is that I just, I just want to make sure that they know how loved and how important they are to us back then and, and And still. still. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, that's why I'm just in awe of of both you and your husband during a lot of this and how intentional y'all are to not have to just bury it as something like, okay, this is, this is a part of our life that we have had to lay to rest and we're moving on. You still have that hope. And I think that that's, that's a huge testament to your character and who you are and that you're a fighter. Y'all are, you're, you're not gonna let that go even though, but you're not letting it stop you in your life. You're using it to help propel other things that you're turning it into energy that you're using elsewhere. And that's motivating you and you're helping others. Like I was saying, I think a I can't relate to that type of loss, but for anybody that's experienced loss, it's gut-wrenching. And it's something that you need when someone else can empathize with you. I just can't in such a way, like I can't even imagine. And I'm inspired by you and I'm, I'm like your strength and tenacity amazes me and how, and your thoughtfulness and how they're still at the forefront of, they're still your kids and your family. And I don't know how I would handle if it, if it was if it was me but i certainly admire the way that y'all have handled it and the things you've now done with your darkest moments and turn like where is the light where is the light yeah. in the darkness and you know you're going out and speaking and then there's this book born to shine and i feel like you are full. I feel like there's going to be, I can't wait to, to, to <laughs> dive deeper in, but like n- just nuggets of wisdom 
that I'm going to be able to keep with me and anybody else that has a dark moment. Maybe it's not exactly, because I feel like yours is so unique. Like that's what I was struggling with the way to say it earlier. Cause I was like, well, I've experienced loss, but I can't even relate to this type of loss. Right. And even though I don't think a lot of people can because, but I think of like, you know, my, my husband's parents, they had three kids, but their first daughter, um, they had a pool and at three years old, she, snuck out and fell in the pool and they lost her. And it, it's, it's, you know, they didn't know the last time they, they saw her, that was going to be the last yeah. time they saw her. For me, I knew my mom was sick and she had cancer and I got to prepare for that. And it wasn't my child. It was sort of birth order. Like she was older and she had an illness and it, this is life. We kind of get, but to have children and experience a loss, that's something where I'm like, whoa, it's just a whole nother level. So I know that there's people that are listening that have experienced that level of loss. So I'm thankful for you being vulnerable and sharing that and also for, for turning that into something positive. Because in every situation that's bad or extremely negative, we can do one of two things. We can dwell in it and let it consume us and do nothing. Or we can be like, what? Well, What's, what's the positive that can come from this? And we can use it as energy to go forward and do something great with it. And that's what you've done. Thank you. I, um, the two things, something that I always say is that the details of all of our lives are so different, right? The experiences that we all have are so different from each other, but the feelings that go along with those are the same. So whether my loss is different than yours it doesn't matter. The feelings are still the same. And, and that's what I think the human condition is. That's how we're able to unite with each other and to connect with each other because, because those feelings are, are, are the same. The other thing is that for a while, my pain buried me. I mean, I was so buried by my pain. I didn't know and I didn't want to know how to even get out of bed in the morning. It just, it hurt too bad. Yes. So I will say yes. Thank you for starting. I want you to continue on this road yeah. because you do feel all the emotions. You don't even like I, I and I'm glad you're doing this because I feel like I was saying you can either let it consume you, but it's important to know that there are days where it does where it consume does. you and you have to feel through it. Yes. So Cheryl, good. Okay. Hi, high five. Okay. High yes, five. Yes. Thank you. Because <laughs> it's important to feel the lows, yeah. but don't, don't live in the lows you for too long. You can't live there. Yeah. So what I, what I started doing, though, as I was buried by my pain, I thought that if I could outrun my pain, if I could run faster than my pain, then I could become unburied from it. I thought that there might be a point in my life where if I took on more work projects or if I traveled more or if I sold all of our things and moved across the country to Nashville, which we did, like if I could just move faster than my pain, then I wouldn't have to feel it anymore until I realized that you can never run faster than your pain. And the reason why is because we're not supposed to. Once I stopped running and started listening and asking what pain wanted to teach me, then it became something that I didn't have to be afraid of anymore. And then instead of being buried by it, all the layers that I felt like I was being buried by, like the betrayal, the grief, the brokenness, the loss, the broken heart, all of those things, Instead of being buried by them, I've started to learn how to rise above them so that I'm standing on top of them. Because when you can stand on top of your pain is when it becomes your privilege. 
And when your pain becomes your privilege is when you are then able to help other people through their pain. So I know the depths of being buried by hell, honestly. And because of that, I also know that there are steps and things that you can do that are available right now to you so that you can start getting out of that and start not running away anymore and feeling joy in your current moment no matter what is going on because there's so much power in the things that and in the moments that life brings us to and that if we can accept our lives as it is and then create a path to move forward then our pain is able to be a powerful force for good in our lives yes oh i love that that's so i yeah see i told y'all she's wise <laughs> she's very wise and uh, Born to Shine is definitely something that if you, again, whatever your dark moment is, it doesn't have to be like Ashley's story for you to use this book to help you process through some of that. Um, so even the question on the back of the book says, what does someone give when they have nothing left to give? And so do you think, just to throw that on you, do you think that this this is what you have found to give at a time where you felt you had nothing left to give? Ooh, I love that question. No one's asked me it like that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was this was my thing that I I just knew had to come out of me so that it could help other people and also help me heal. And I'm I'm really excited for the transformation that I experienced while writing this book and then the transformation that will come to the people who who read it. Because my hope for this book wasn't to tell my story, but but to write something where you could really reflect on your own life and be able to find your own power so that you're able to go shine no matter what is going on around you. Mm, love that. And I'll just end with something else that's on the back. And it says, sometimes the best view of the stars is when you have been knocked flat on your back in the darkest night. See my goosebumps? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, thank you, Ashley, for coming by to just tell us a little bit about your story and then what led to Born to Shine. And I hope that um, if anybody, one person or 10 or 1,000 how many? 10,000? How 10, many do I? 500,000? 1 man- million we're people. We're going to manifest that out there right <laughs> of now. Of you, however many of you want to, um, you know, feel compelled that this this book is something that, you know, may be good for you, then I encourage you to get on the old Amazon and give it an order. Born to Shine by Ashley Lemieux. Mew. Lemieux. Lemieux, which means in French, the best. It really does. Isn't that True story. amazing? True story. Ashley Lemieux. So, okay. Well, thank you, Ashley. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thanks Somewhere. for having me, Amy. Okay. Four with Amy Brown. So this little thing from the thought catalog is called Stop Wasting Your Time Complaining. Now that's the headline. That's the title. So if you I've been complaining a lot, which we all, I think, can get in that. Nobody wants to be the person that's complaining, but I know I'm guilty. I'm like, why am I complaining so much or why am I being so negative? And yeah, this is just a little story to remind us that nobody wants to hear that over and over again. 
So people visit a wise man complaining about the same problems over and over again. One day, the wise man decided to tell them a joke and they all roared with laughter. After a few minutes, he told them the same joke and only a few of them smiled. Then he told the same joke for a third time, but no one laughed or smiled anymore. The wise man smiled and said, you can't laugh at the same joke over and over. So why are you always crying about the same problem? Boom. Short and sweet to the point. Like if there's something that you're crying about over and over or that we are in general, whatever that is, let's just do something to fix it and not complain about it all the time. Okay. Deal. Deal. Good. Okay. Stop wasting your time complaining. Boom. Okay. Big thank you to Ben, Lisa, and Ashley for coming on today's episode. Just really appreciate it. Hopefully y'all are following them all on Instagram, especially at Tough Stump. Don't forget to go do that. If you've listened to this episode and you still haven't gone on Instagram, let's go give him a follow. And um, don't forget about Friday Night Live this weekend with me and Mary, because we're going to be on there. We want to talk to y'all on the Shop Espoir Instagram. That'll be at 8 p.m. Central. And if you're listening to this and maybe it's Saturday, I think the lives stay up for like 24 hours and we'll save it. So maybe you can go back and watch it if you want to, or just engage with us on Instagram. I'm sure we'll be on, we're going to be together all weekend. So We'll be hanging out, trying to make videos, talk to people, try to figure out how we can get y'all to do some Christmas shopping early because we just know that people put it off and we've seen it happen the last few years around Christmas time with the totes. You put it off, you put it off, you put it off, and then you want to order 10 totes for all your girlfriends and it's too late. So I know it's only October, but think how amazing it will feel to have some of your Christmas shopping done it will feel amazing. Okay. Uh, email shout out time. And this one comes from Nikki. Hey, Amy, I'm currently binging your podcast anytime I'm in my car. And I just listened to the episode with Adam Bobo, where you spoke about intermittent fasting. I was wondering if drinking my morning lemon water, a great tip I learned from you would mess with the fasting schedule. I like to drink my lemon water shortly after I wake up around 5am, but if I fast, I can't eat until around 7am. I'm currently trying to be a healthier me. So thanks for for any help. So this is the first part of the email. And Nikki, I'll just address this real quick before I finish reading your email. The lemon water doesn't break the fast to my knowledge. So I would say go for it. At 5 a.m., drink that hot lemon water. And then when you want to introduce food, then you can do that at 7 a.m. So boom. And if y'all want to just search the Adam, Adam Bobo on the podcast and you can find the episodes that he's on, he's always full of a lot of information. Okay, continuing on with the rest of the email from Nikki. Uh, I wanted to let you know I love so much the Espoir and Pimp and Joy items, and I'm struggling to choose between them. Besides the Four Things tote, which I plan on getting matching pink Dear Mama totes for my mother-in-law and myself, she's one of my best friends, what would be your number one thing you would choose? Uh, okay, so now to answer this question, Nikki. Oh man, the Four Things tote, that's my number one thing. Like, that's my favorite. And the Dear Mama one in pink, that's already a pre-made tote. So that one's already ready to go customizing them, I guess would be my next favorite thing because you get to pick out things for people that are personalized to them. But for girlfriends, I mean, I'm pretty obsessed with our star necklace. I wear that pretty much every day. I know that's one of Mary's favorite items too. And yeah, I mean, I guess just to answer your question. Uh, and then Pimp and Joy wise, I love our retro repeat. It's 
one of my favorites, especially right now as we enter into fall and, you know, that comes in a pullover, like a gray pullover and then has the retro repeat. Like that's one of my favorites. So if y'all don't know what that looks like, you can access access all of this at radioamy.com. And then now to finish off Nikki's email, she said, I also wanted to say that I'm a longtime listener of the Bobby Bone Show, about seven years now, and I absolutely love it. I heard about your podcast from the show, and I'm so glad I decided to listen. I find myself laughing with you, crying along with the stories you tell, and writing down recipes, tips, and tips all the time. My husband is constantly finding my little notes all over the place with info that I hear. Thank you so much for being a great friend, even though we haven't met, and I look forward to all of the upcoming things that you're a part of. Sorry this email is long. I just had so much to tell you, Nikki. Um, Okay, Nikki, I love this email and I think it's special. And I love that you ended it with, thanks so much for being a great friend. Um, Because that's what, that's the relationship we want to have here on the podcast is like, we're all friends. That's what we've tried to do on the Bobby Bone Show with listeners, carry that into the podcast. And then even carrying that into um, my spa relationship with Mary and uh, what we have going, like anybody that follows that and is a part of what we're trying to do in Haiti is like our friend and we want it to feel like a community. So I'm glad that you feel that. And I love that you leave, your husband finds little post-it notes all over the place. I think that that's great. So thank you for sharing that. And you never know when your email is going to make it into the shout out part. It's always at the end of every episode. So, and then we've got the Q and A episode every Tuesday. So send your emails to four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. Okay. Thanks. Uh, See y'all on Tuesday. Bye. Be kind to joy. Love a lot. BK. BK. Be kind to joy. Love a lot. Cast up road things. Little food for your soul. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK. You're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. 
So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 